0: There's a famous story of St. Pope John Paul Twenty-Third. He was walking around in the garden area, and a, a reporter was interviewing him. And the reporter asked him how many people worked in the Vatican. And John Twenty-Third looked at him and said with a smirk on his face, about half. <laughs> the other day I was planting, a, about a, a month ago, I was planting sunflower seeds in the rectory garden. And I was so proud of myself because I spent about a day planting all these seeds. there are probably, I don't know, hundreds of seeds that I planted. And a week or two went by and we were watching, I was watching for them to grow and all of these green things started coming up and Father Paul said to me, um, none of your sunflower seeds grew. And I said, no, look at that green stuff, That's they're growing. He goes, those are weeds, every single one of them. <laughs> and sure enough, they were weeds. And so we discovered that the chipmunks and squirrels were stealing all of the sunflower seeds. And so I uh, found different ways to prevent them and planted the seeds again. And now there's like an abundance of sunflower seed, sunflower plants that are growing in the rectory. So it's going to be pretty cool. Well, we hear these images of gardening in the gospel readings today. And Jesus talks about the seed that is thrown and the seed is cast everywhere. And some of it's thrown on rich soil, and some of it's thrown on thorny soil. Some of it's on rocky soil. Some of it, the the birds come and take it away. And uh, then we get this really difficult saying where Jesus says to us, to to the one that has, will be given more. And to the one that has not, even what he has will be taken away. And that sounds like a pretty difficult message that Jesus is delivering. You know, so if you have, God's going to give you more and more and more. But if you don't have, God's going to take away even what you don't have. Now, he's saying this because, not to, not, not to be harsh with us, but he's saying it because it's actually a reality of life. It's something that actually happens throughout life. And there's a, a, a principle that's called the Matthew effect that's based on, on this day's gospel reading. And it's also called the Pareto principle. Because it was discovered by this Italian um, sociologist, and so uh, I'm just going to read you like a paragraph from Forbes magazine that describes what the Pareto principle is. So he says, Guilfredo Federico Damaso Pareto. Can you tell he's Italian? Was born in Italy in 1848, and he would go on to become an important philosopher, an economist. And legend legend has it that one day he noticed that 20% of the pea plants in his garden produced 80% of all the healthy pea pods. This observation caused him to look at uneven distribution. And so he thought about the wealth and discovered that 80% of the land in Italy was owned by 20% of the landowners. He investigated different industries and found that 80% of production typically comes from 20% of companies are workers. And so this came to be known as the 80-20 principle. So 20% of people will produce 80% of the world's wealth. And we look at this, surely we know this today, right? 20% of the richest people own 80% of the world's wealth. If you're in sales, 80% of your sales will come from 20% of your employees. Also, 80% of what you might be selling will become from 20% of your products. So if you're to look at your smartphones, 80% of your time on your smartphone will be 20% of your apps. So it's just a few apps that we use that really take up a lot of our time. Remember when Blockbuster was around? So they discovered that 80% of their revenue came from 20% of their video cassettes. And this could be said today for Netflix or Disney Plus or Hulu, 80% of the revenue will come from 20% of their shows. So this principle is true not only in finances, but all across the creative board. Any, anything that produces something will see this principle. So take sports, right? Le- LeBron James, 20% of, of, uh, of him will produce 80% of the wealth for the team. And then if you were to even break that smaller and smaller and smaller, you would get to LeBron James being the 20% of the 20% that makes 80% of the money. Same thing for Tiger Woods and golf. It's probably the reason that we have so few politicians to vote for. Only 20% of them will make it to the top and we can actually vote for them. 20% of businesses will succeed, while 80% will fail. 20% of musicians will bring in 80% of the revenue for record companies. There's also a really famous study done on children, and they discovered that children that that had a good reading foundation at a young age, they would go on to to prolifically be able to read and comprehend. So it doesn't seem fair, does it? Why do 20% get the 80%? Well, Jesus is just trying to not only show us that this is a reality of life, But he's then showing us that this is really how our faith works as well. And so we hear this phrase, to anyone who has, more will be given, and they will grow rich. And to anyone that has not, even what they have will be taken away. So Jesus uses this principle to talk about faith. And he basically says that if we have faith, our faith will grow exponentially. But if we don't have faith, even what we have will be taken away. And that's why it's so important for these children, especially as they're receiving their first communion. If you receive the faith at a young age, if you pass the faith on to them at a young age, it's going to grow exponentially. But if we don't, we're going to die. We probably see this when it comes to like mass attendance and people that come to church. More and more, I think we're getting closer to only 20% of people probably actually practicing their faith and professing their faith. It would probably be true of collections, too. Probably 20% of the church provides for 80% of the collection. I would say that for volunteers, too. 20% of the volunteers probably do 80% of the work of the church. And so we can all look at ourselves and ask the question, really, am I one of the 20%? Am I a person whose faith is really growing and magnifying? Because there's this reality that if we aren't growing, we're dying. And if we are growing, we're going to grow exponentially in our faith. So just like the sunflower plants are growing exponentially in the garden, so it's true with our faith. And so Jesus says to the one who has he will produce fruit 100 times or 60 times or 30-fold. And I just invite us to think of that for ourselves. Do we see the fruit of the Holy Spirit working in our lives? Are we of the 20%?